You may not know this, but Moloch was an ancient god worshipped by the Canaanites, and it was believed that sacrifices needed to be made to appease him. These sacrifices typically involved children who were burned alive as an offering to Moloch. Today, we have our own form of Moloch, and it's called abortion. It's estimated that over 60 million babies have been aborted in the United States alone since Roe versus Wade was passed in 1973. And, and like Moloch, abortion is a form of sacrifice where innocent children are killed in the name of convenience and personal freedom. Just like the Canaanites, our society has convinced itself that these sacrifices are necessary, that they're somehow for the greater good. But just like the Canaanites, we have lost sight of the humanity of these children and the inherent value of life itself. Some argue that abortion is necessary to protect the rights and autonomy of women. But what about the rights of the unborn child? What about their autonomy, their right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? We've convinced ourselves that these children are somehow less than human, that they don't have the same rights and privileges as those who've already been born. But what kind of society are we if we sacrifice our most innocent and vulnerable members? Abortion is a modern-day form of Moloch worship, where we sacrifice our children on the altar of convenience and personal choice. And we even have politicians who resemble Moloch himself. But we must remember that every life is valuable. Every child is a gift. And we must work to create a society that protects and values all life, from conception to natural death. I'm so fly, I'm aligned with the planes. My grind's so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. I'ma break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Prime Time with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alejandro Stein. I'm on the grind all the time, and we have a very lovely evening planned for you guys. We have some incredible guests. We have Kenny Zhu, if I'm saying that right, Zhu. It's hard. Uh, my, man, my manner is not that good. Shut up, Jimmy. I know how to say it. Okay, Jimmy's in my ear already. <laughs> JVT, excuse me. Uh, we have Kenny on, and then we also have TK Johnson, who is a January 6th officer that actually uh, was, you know, on the good guy's side, as you would say. But before we get to them, we have an incredible in-studio guest. Her name is Hannah Cruz. She's a popular Christian humor content creator. She's got viral videos that have circulated all over social media. I can't even speak. She's a wife. She's a mother of two. And she values the sanctity of life and is an advocate for the unborn. Her upcoming devotional is called Goodness Gracious 90 Unfiltered Devotions for the Sometimes Too Serious Life. That's right. And it will hit bookstores coming this March. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. Wow! Well, I just want to make this known. Even though Hannah is a beautiful lady, she's a mother of two, she's not an OnlyFans model. That's one thing I don't do. I don't do any OnlyFans. That, that's what I'm saying. I said, I'm I on social media, but not that. I know, but I've been getting in trouble because I've been too nice to OnlyFans, which is, you know, they should I did be, watch that episode. That's what I'm saying. I should hold them a little more accountable. So what do you think about all these women now? They just get naked, and that's their new form of being a girl boss, is owning their own I, sex site. I think that that is completely appropriate in the confines of marriage. I think that God designed man and woman to be together in the confines of marriage, and if you want to go ahead and show off your body to your husband, then go right ahead. But on TV and on... OnlyFans, I, I, I don't know, not my cup of tea. Well, and I'm stealing this joke, but like, uh, the, there's a, you know, gosh, I forget which, you know, conservative influencer shared it, but it's like, yeah, I uh, want to be on OnlyFans, and it's only a fan, only one fan, it's my husband who takes care of me. I, I butchered <laughs> that joke, but it's like, yeah, I want to be an OnlyFan model. 
and that fan needs to be my husband. And needs. Well, to I was here. talking to somebody outside, and she's like, you should start some sort of like Christian-only fans where it's like, hey, I'll open up my Bible. See, I like that. And you Let's... can do a whole bit on that, like a whole bit on a Christian-only fans. Well, and well, the only fan that we have is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I agree. And listen to this. We, we, I want to play this video. This is a viral video. And sometimes we have a lot of these 420 stoners on the show. And, you know, that's whatever. <laughs> but uh, in this video, you are lip syncing uh, Snoop Dogg, the yes. king of weed. So mm -hmm. let's roll the tape if we got that. When them sins try to get at you Drop it off to God, drop it off to God, drop it off to God When that stress try to get at you Drop it off to God, drop it off to God, drop it off to God My poor kid Drop it off to God, drop it off to God Look at that, Hannah And that is why Hannah's on the show She obviously has a sense of humor But so what, tell us a story There's some weird backstory behind this video I mean, I kind of I mean, my kids are so accommodating to me sometimes, and they allow me to be absolutely ridiculous. And Which so this and this song just kind of fit the Christian humor platform. And so I found it. I said, hey, what do you think about mommy doing really crazy dances? And then y'all can just be behind me and just kind of reacting. And they were like, sure, mom, go ahead. And so here we are today. Wow, and, and now you're on prime time with Alex Stein. So we do like women that twerk, but we just want you to not, you know, spread your butt cheeks and try to make money Definitely on it. Definitely not. No, and, and, and tell us this. So what is it like being a TikTok influencer? Because, you know, now the government's trying to shut down TikTok. It's basically illegal. Are you worried that if the government does shut down TikTok, that that will somehow, you know, cause you a lot of problems? I mean, it, it kind Everything of raises a question up. to me. It's like, it's like, are you shutting down TikTok because you want to monopolize Instagram and Facebook on over here on this? side of the country or in this side of the world or what what is the true reason of that i understand that there's security issues and all that stuff but i'm not really sure what to think yet i don't really trust anything right now and well we have security issues with all of the other apps of course I mean, we do twitter facebook like they're not using our data you, you just have to know this if you are using a social media platform and it is free you are the product. Like, you right. are the thing that they are selling. Yes, exactly. It's called Tinstoffel, and I'm not an economics major, but there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no such thing as a free social media platform. So once yes. you sign up to it, you sign away your life. And listen, I have a bunch of weird pictures. Did I tell you there's an Asian man that tricked me into sending him, like, hundreds of pictures of my feet? Oh. I bet your, I bet your feet are... They're just they're really beautiful no, or no, really ugly. Bad. No, one wow. I was actually it was I was ran over by a forklift and they and like that's why my foot is it's just so bloody. Do you have all of your toes? No, I'm missing two of them, but that's why oh, they fun. liked it. They would like to see my <laughs> bloody stump of a foot and then I would dip it in ranch and they like to see the juxtaposition of the blood and the white creamy ranch. I actually made a lot Delicious. of money doing that. But what I'm saying is now those pictures are out there. So Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, I'm sure you're out there, you know, yeah. pleasuring yourself, going to, you know, we're doing whatever, Lord knows what, and guess what? He's watching. So if you're using my feet pictures, Mark, turn off your phone right now, Mark Zuckerberg. And stop <laughs> masturbating the pictures of feet of my feet. All right. So Hannah. Yes. We have a lot to talk about. I know but, we but, do. But you saw in my monologue. I did. I talked about pro-life. Mm -hmm. Why are you so passionate about protecting the unborn? Well, I really feel like I just go back straight to the Word of God. And the Word of God is very clear. It talks about that He knew us even before we were formed. He knew it. He knows every single hair on our heads. And so I just really am a firm believer of that. And that was kind of what really launched a lot of the stuff within my own platform and with the own, the things that I did on social media too, was I, I talked about that day that Roe v. Wade was mm -hmm. overturned. And I did this really silly reel with that song that, what's that song? I don't care what they say anymore. This is my life. So I did this really, you know, 
know, whatever real that was in the perspective of a baby. Like, I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life in that perspective. And so whenever I posted that video, you would not believe the amount of hate that I got. I guess you would believe it because you are in this industry. Yeah. But the amount of hate that I got for that video was- For trying to save a baby's life. I know, but what- For saying, thank you, Jesus, millions of babies are gonna be saved. And and people just absolutely ripped me to shreds, which I really, really didn't care about. But there was thousands of people saying, I'm gonna show her, I'm just gonna unfollow this chick. And so I went on my stories, I said, hey, listen, my fear of God completely supersedes any shallow fear of losing followers. So y'all can say or do whatever you want, but then uh, a couple of things happened that really kind of made me scared after a while. Why, what'd they say? What did they do? I mean, they there come was some your threat. Well, there were some threats and some, some crazy things that were uh, said in my DMs, but then one day, you know, you get packages sometimes, right? Do you ever yeah. just get packages in the mail? Well, I order a lot of stuff on Amazon when I'm high on fentanyl, so I don't really yeah, know Yeah, and you I just order. never know. I mean, it just kind of happens sometimes. But there's one particular day I, I open up the, uh, the mailbox and I see a few packages and this one was so cute it was just this pretty little floral box and I was by myself at home and then I opened it up and it said something very expletive and I don't know if I should say it on my you can say it but well you don't have to cuss but what was it it said eat a eat a doodle dandy D-I-C-K. Is this yeah, it right oh here, Jimmy? What the heck? So that is a penis that was sent to Hannah? It was yeah. chocolate. It was a chocolate one. Okay. It's chocolate, I but still, I didn't maybe know let's if take it was the chocolate uh, penis off the screen, maybe for censorship <laughs> reasons. That yeah, is chocolate for that. everybody that's watching. That, that was, was a chocolate penis. That's right. And I'm not talking about Shaquille O'Neal, even no. though his chocolate penis is great as well. But that's a human <laughs> chocolate penis. Yes. This was an actual chocolate penis, similar to what Willy Wonka would give Absolutely. to the Oompa Loompas that were sexually charged and needed a release and would use a dildo made of chocolate. <laughs> Did you never see that version, Willy? Wonka triple X? Not that one. It's, no, I happen to miss that one. But of course, I think that there's like needles or something in this. And so I immediately throw it in the trash and I text you my You didn't husband. eat it? Well, this is, listen to what, what happened. I text my husband like, I got this chocolate penis in the mail. What do I do? And he was like, it's, it was chocolate? And I said, yes. He said, well, did you put it in the fridge? Yes. And I'm like, no, I didn't put it in the fridge. How do you know? We were always told all growing up that at Halloween, the witches put needles in candy. So why would I put that in the fridge? I'm trying to put that in my mouth. <laughs> I'm not well, gonna do that, I'm not know, gonna do that. I'll be honest, one time I ate poison candy as a young kid, it was laced with marijuana, it was one of the greatest oh, experiences of my life. So I'm actually, that homeless guy that gave me that candy, I had a great Halloween that year. That's a blast. But, but uh, seriously, you're just gonna waste that big wiener? I mean, you could melt it down, make some hot chocolate. So I know it was actually, it was not as, as perfectly curated as that picture showed. It didn't have veins. It was in the middle of July. And so, so it was melted? all kind of like melted. And so it took me a while, I was having to stare at it for a second just to see exactly what this was. and. Then I realized, okay, this is not okay. Well, this is kind of a big deal. You might not know this, but my biological father is Tucker Carlson, and one thing that he railed against is that, that Snickers candies were gonna take away the vein, uh, creating a smooth chocolate. So did this penis have veins, or was it? I think that the original form probably did. But it what did. I saw did not, and I'm kind of grateful. I think, think it would have scarred this, me for life. Do you think it was a mold from like a penis model, or do you think that this was just a total fictional penis made by a chocolatier? I think that if they had an actual mold of it, that the, whoever did that needs to go to jail. That's that's absolutely okay. Nice. Well, let's just be honest. I've used my penis for a few chocolate molds, so <laughs> nobody's going to jail. It's not illegal <laughs> to make a chocolate mold of your penis. That's I just disgusting. want that. No, it is disgusting. You it's, have problems. No, I have a lot of mental health issues. Do you yeah. know, did you not know that I was bit by a dog? at a very young age. Did you wear it in your head? On my head, and that's oh, why my brain, that that's why it formed It formed so mm. incorrectly. And that's why my head is kind of elongated this the way. The frontal lobe is kind of 
and I have a soft spot. A That's bit. one thing. See, I get attacked Aww. by Antifa all the time. And if you guys ever find the soft spot in my brain, I'll instantly die. But until then, I'm going to keep kicking and winning and grinning and smiling. Alex, Mom, you're the one that gave me the soft spot. You should have put me in that dog kennel. Which I tried to, when I was a young kid, Mom, I, before you say anything, that, it was kind of partially my fault. I kept on breaking the wooden cribs. Oh, did you? So they put me in a metal kennel, and then we had gotten a new dog. <laughs> And my mom was just in a hurry. She was just trying to eat her Big Mac before I, we'd always go to McDonald's. And sometimes I would eat hers before she would eat it. And so she put me in the kennel and that's when I got bit by the dog. So yeah. mom, you're the reason I got bit by Primo, what? Well, Alex, I just first wanted to say how happy I am you finally brought on a woman who didn't have an OnlyFans. Oh, where'd you go? Ah, I'm right here, mom, I'm right here, mom. Mommy, I'm here. Yes, that was all. That was a clairvoyance. I moved crazy. it. Oh, now move so back talented. on me. But yes, mom, what do you have to say with the beautiful Hannah Cruz? Well, um, Hannah, we have been struggling in the female age 25 to 35 demographics. We so, have. Uh, you are our only hope in that area. So we're just hoping you share it with all your cute mom bloggers. And you just, you just look so nice. She looks so nice, Alex. You see, you can get a nice girl who doesn't spread she's, her cheeks She's online. married, mom, so I can't get this one. I so I'm sorry, mom. Yeah, and you know that I'm married with a beautiful wife who has a beautiful boyfriend, Ontarius, mom. So you know that, <laughs> listen... My wife's boyfriend keeps her so happy, Mom. I couldn't ask for a better relationship, personally. Right. I don't have to do any of the work. Don Terry's, he gets in there, and it's almost like a NASCAR pit crew. The stuff he does to my wife, he's just drills and his tools. And by the time they are done, it looks like my wife finished a 400-lap race. Oh, it, my gosh. And Dontarius looks brand new. He looks better after. I mean, he's a little sweatier. He's a little golden brown. He looks awesome. He looks almost, I mean, he's 400 pounds. But if he wasn't 400 pounds, he would look like a professional athlete. What a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. It you should meet like my wife. Sounds like you guys boyfriend. get along. We actually get along great. I mean, great we great relationship. Play Call of Duty a lot, mm -hmm. and yeah. he. But see, he's been using my Grubhub account. He's been ordering like all oh, of that's this. That's so annoying. I bet he uses canes. your Netflix too. Yeah, but listen, Netflix. We watch Cuties every night. That's my favorite oh, uh, movie course. ever on Netflix. What do you think about Cuties? It's absolutely ridiculous. <sighs> well, it makes me question your integrity. What cuties? It was so good. You didn't. You didn't like this plot? No, I saw the. I saw the trailer and about vomited in my mouth. Oh well, let me just tell you, it's a magical story that everybody needs to go out right now and go subscribe to Netflix and Disney Plus. We need more Disney Plus do it. and more Netflix because they are the the beacon of truth. Of course. But with all this being said, earlier in my monologue, I talked about Moloch, and Moloch was a god worshipped by the Canaanites, where they would do child ritual sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And in that, I made the correlation oh to God. abortion. So the reason why I did that is, this sounds crazy. And I don't know how deep you go down the rabbit hole or how much foil your hat is made of, because mine is made of purely tin foil. Love it. What do you think about the worship of demons like Moloch or like Baal? Because that's what they say, that these politicians and these mm -hmm. global elites mm -hmm. supposedly worship at the altar of Satan. Have you ever heard that rumor? I've heard. I've not only heard it, but it's it's literally in your face now. It is so in your face. Whether you turn on the TV or whether you're scrolling through social media or whether you're seeing it in in pop culture nowadays, it is glorified, and it really, really freaks me out. But what's really amazing is even though the devil might have had five minutes of fame on the Grammys, just three days later, the Asbury revival happened, which is very symbolic to me. Yeah. It's very symbolic to me. So I personally think that God's doing something in this country 
that maybe people aren't seeing just because there's a lot of blinders going on in people's eyes. But I think that really nowadays, it's one of those things where you just have to kind of take a stand in ways that you probably weren't as bold or brave to do before. And that's why I love Lil Nas X and Sam Smith so much. They're mm -hmm. two of my favorite artists because they are anti-Satan. They are probably some of the biggest, you know, believers that I know. So with all that being said, uh, real quick, if you guys want to buy some of the most pimp merch, make sure to go to pimponablimpshop.com. We got the best shirts, sweaters, swag, you name it. We oh, got that's it. Cool. That's what I'm saying. Use the code BLIMP10. You're going to save 10%. Please go get a shirt. Don't be a flirt. Just hit hit it, buy it, wear it, tweet me or retweet it, and then you're going to get some clout, and then you know you're going to make me shout. So please <laughs> buy a shirt. I'm begging you. Okay. Hannah, we have an incredible guest coming up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now we're going to welcome on the one, the only T.K. Johnson. He was a Capitol Police officer who wore a MAGA hat on January 6th, and he's coming on to explain what really happened that day and why he wore the MAGA hat. T.K., welcome to the show, my friend. And um, I appreciate you having me on the show, um, but I do have one issue. Um, the young lady that just went on, you invited her to sit down with you. You didn't fly me down there to sit with you. That's what I'm saying, TK. I'm going to get you down here. You're next. But if you if you were a beautiful lady like this, it might be a little different, TK. But listen, I got the budget. I definitely want to uh, talk to you more. So give us the details on that day that they describe as worse than 9-11. They describe it as worse than Pearl Harbor. They say it was one of the worst disasters. And I'm not saying that it wasn't chaotic or traumatic for the people that were involved. But I'm saying the way that they describe it, is that a correct description in your opinion? Now, um, I've listened to um, the right, I've listened to the left, and I've heard the descriptions from both sides. Now, um, one of the things that we've noticed is that when um, the left have broadcast certain things, all they show was like a lot of fighting. And then you see some of the, the right, um, they would show, you know, like the QAnon shaman who was walking around and um, wasn't committing violence from the video we saw. Now, um, both sides are correct. So, yes, there was a lot of violence there. And, yes, on the left, a small number of people did commit that violence. But what you have to understand is that a small number of 10,000 people on each side, let's say you're, you're, you're saying 10%, you're still talking um, 1,000 people on each side. You're talking about a thousand people on the west side committing violence. Um, you're talking about a number, a large number of people committing violence on the east side, which greatly outnumbered the officers there. But I think that both sides were right. I think that um, the um, people on the, the the media outlets on the right were angry because all they showed on certain outlets was violence, and they wanted to show something different. But both sides were right. TK, do you think that they left you guys out to dry? I've seen that complaint where they said that they didn't give you enough resources and that the Capitol Police was understaffed. Do you feel that that was the case as well? Well, um, I wrote something down um, just to explain a little bit, and then I can get into Please. that. Um, which, so 
uh, and just so I wouldn't forget anything. And I want you to know, and I want the audience to know what my agenda is. And my agenda is to get justice for all J6ers. Mm -hmm. And the J6ers are all nine people that died as a result of the events that took place on J6. The J6ers are all the officers that got hurt defending the Capitol that day. The J6ers are all the people that came to demonstrate peacefully that day. The J6ers are all the people that are sitting in jail right now, as some may be there unjustly or serving more time than they should be, yep. as misleading information could have been given to them, to the DOJ by certain entities. All the families, members of all the people I just named that was hurt directly or indirectly because of the events that occurred on J6, they deserve justice. And all these people, all the people that were there that day on the actual Capitol grounds, they were put in a pressure cooker, Alex. Mm. And that pressure cooker, the person that put them in a pre pressure cooker was a, was a direct result of one former USCP commander. And to elaborate, so, so one commander, it, why, explain, can you elaborate? Sorry. Yes, no problem. Um, now, I don't know if you have been, well, obviously nobody can look at everything that came out of J6. Yeah. Um, but there was one former commander who had the intel and did not disseminate that intel to the people who needed it most. Um, and there were other things, too, that will come out later, but that is one of the biggest uh, issues that I have. Also, when the fighting began, and me personally, I begged this particular commander for help as the fighting occurred, and the commander would not help me. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. TKC, I mean, that's in insane. You look at the leadership like that not being there. So maybe it was a done purposefully, if I'm even saying that right, done on purpose. But tell me this, you know, they say that they got in the building because the mag locks were released. What do you, do you have any information on that? Because let's be real, I've been to the Capitol. I know that you have thousands of people bum rushing a door, but how many people can fit through a window? I mean, if they didn't unlock the doors, how many people could really have gotten in? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that um, they show various cameras uh, from different angles where the people who got in, they came in from different doors. They came in from windows. They came in from the east side. They came in from the west side. They came in from multiple did they unlock it no i know there's but that's what i'm saying isn't that kind of weird that there's multiple doors I, in my i'm just saying this i wasn't on the scene it would almost make sense that there was like one breach but there were so many breaches do you think that could have been done on purpose i mean it just seems for me inorganic uh i can answer that question and and this is my professional opinion um the definitive answer would be absolutely not okay and the reason why i say not because the officers there had no idea what was about to occur. So when, so when it comes to being implicit, no officer on the ground was implicit in that attack. But you don't think there could have been any officers that were sympathetic to the rioters? Being sympathetic to the rioters as far as um, believing that the election was stolen? I mean, potentially. And we just got to say, it was the most fair election ever. We're on YouTube. It's Everything was correct and accurate. Everything that you've let. It was the greatest election in the history of elections. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, now I understand what you're saying as far as um, uh, I know for a fact that some people that I work with did believe the election was stolen. Just that very morning, 
of the attack. I was people you worked with, people you worked with. And we can't really say much about the election on here, so we got to be very careful. But but so people were mad because they didn't think that you know, the results were, you know, how they thought it should go because I got to kind of walk around how we say that. We just want to reiterate the best and most fair and accurate election of all time. But you have people like AOC. I called her a big booty Latina, TK. I don't know if you know this. but her. Yeah, and she is, she's very beautiful and she has a nice uh, pert derriere. But my point is, after I called her that, she came out and she threw the Capitol Police under the bus and said that on January 6th, that she says that the Capitol Police let rioters in. So I guess my point is, how many of, what would you break down the Capitol Police? Were there a large number of Capitol Police that could have potentially been sympathetic to the people there protesting? Um, it could have been 70, 80 percent, but that wouldn't have affected their job and what they were there to do. Every single officer on the ground fighting that day were there to defend Congress. To defend Congress. Yeah, but what about Ashley Babbitt? What do you think about that, her getting shot? You know, no other officer fired their gun, yet she got shot in the head. And I know she did breach that glass, but what do you think about that, TK, personally? Um, as far as that, I'm not going to change anybody's mind on if the officer should have shot Ashley Babbitt or not. And I will say it, it is a tragedy that she is gone now. Now, the officer that did that was put in his pressure cooker. He should have never been put in this situation. And I don't know if you've listened to the audio tapes, and they are available um, publicly. Um, prior to the um, Senate being evacuated, the House was still on lockdown. When I called for the evac of the Senate, if the House would have evacuated at that same time, the officer who shot her would not have even have been there and Ashley Babbitt would be home today with her family. Wow, that gave me chills. Mm -hmm. That's really yeah, insane. Powerful. Well, so tell me this before you go. We gotta let you go shortly. Um, how do you feel after it? I know you say that you put on the MAGA hat to protect yourself, and that, that makes sense, but are you affected by this? Do you have PTSD? I mean, how are you making out after this incident? Oh, I did with some things after um, J6. Uh, I did receive counseling, and um, I was cleared to come back to work. But um, like I said, like that was um, one of the worst days of my entire life. And I promise you, there are a lot of other officers thinking the exact same thing. Mm. There's a lot of um, people who actually um, were there to um, demonstrate there. And it was um, a bad day for them, um, their families, you know. So that day was horrible. Well, there's a lot of, let's talk about something a little lighthearted because we've been talking about some serious stuff. After you went through this intense ordeal and now you've had some fame, you've, you know, you've been on a lot of different outlets. How have the women been treating you? Are you, you know, I don't know if your love life, how's your love life been since January 6th? Is it better well, or I'm worse? Married, so, yeah, I'm married, so I don't have a love life. I know, but how did it affect no. your marriage? It I'm got so, so much better. <laughs> okay, that's great. But I was a hero. Yeah, but how did it affect your marriage then? Was your wife, I'm sure she was scared to death after January 6th. Oh, um, yeah, after, after J6, um, and then things started happening as far as I got suspended. I was home for 17 months, and I told her that it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I told her if um, she wanted to leave me, I understood because... Wow. Yes, I told her this is going to get bad for me, um, and it did get bad. I ended up actually having to resign my position. So um, she told me that she's going to stay, and she never left my side. So what are you doing now for work? That's awesome. Great so wife. But awesome. what are you doing now that you had to resign? It's funny because um, I am an expert at what I do uh, when it comes to. And if you listen to the radio transmissions, you will hear the particular USCP former commander 
um, assistant, former assistant chief Yogananda Pittman, and I repeatedly begged her for help that day, and I never got it. So I made the decisions to evacuate the Senate first, then the House, and then that's when I went around to the other side of the building and moved those officers from that door um, with the mega hat situation. So um, I knew that what was ha I knew what was occurring. So and and people don't. I think people know this. Some people don't. But um, I didn't um, evacuate the Senate chambers and the House chambers just for the members of Congress. I did it for the officers because I didn't want them put in a horrible position. And I know some people aren't going to like this, but I did it for the demonstrators, too, because I didn't want them to be put in a basically a road rage situation where they would have done um, more harm to themselves or members of Congress and got they would have received more charges and more people would have been arrested. Um, I knew that the biggest aggravating factor in the building were the members of Congress. So I know we needed to get them out. And that's why I did it, because I wanted everybody um, to calm down. And I was trying my best to de-escalate the situation. And um, the person that I begged for help from just totally ignored me. Wow. OK. And then I got two last questions. The first one, I know this is random, but because there was MAGA hats, they say everybody was racist. Did anybody ever call you the N-word or was anybody racist towards you on January 6th? Nobody um, said anything racist to me. OK, so, so that's good. I mean, you know how the media dictates it like it's, you know, like there was just some race riot or a Klan rally. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And then well, um, can I say one thing about of that? Of course. Yes, please. Um, to make that day about race, it um, if you look at a lot of the officers that got hurt that they were white. So you can't say that that event or they were targeting black people because that day had nothing to do with race. That day was about. Um, people being angry because they believe that their president was robbed of an election. Yes. And nothing to do, in my opinion, with race. Wow. Well, listen, you said it. You said a lot. I've learned some new stuff. Mm -hmm. This is the last question I'll ask you. And I think that you've been very politically moderate. I think you've been very fair to both sides. But now, after the fact, you see people that were originally charged with misdemeanors. Now they're getting charged with felonies. Do you think that the government is in the Department of Justice is overreaching with the punitive measures and the you know, punishments that they're handing down to people that were not violent? Are you talking about to the uh, to the J6ers um, that are currently in jail? Yes. Um, I think that um, the DOJ may have been given misleading information on some of those cases and when a, um, an effective investigation has been completed of at least one USCP commander. I think a lot of those um, people who have been charged um, after the investigation of this particular commander, I think a lot of those people may be released um, or have charges reduced. But it doesn't happen without the investigation of that one particular commander. Wow. So that's huge, TK. We got to investigate this commander. That might help free a lot of people that are being persecuted. And, and let's let's be real. You know, if they would have charged these people with real crimes, like little misdemeanors and stuff, that would have made sense. You know, but now some of the people they're getting giving life sentences to 60 year old men, you know, like a guy named Richard Barnett. He put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. He's in his 60s. They gave him, I think, an 18 year charge. That's almost like a death sentence. So you give a guy of six months, give a guy whatever, a fair punishment. So I think that they're being unfairly prosecuted. So. TK, thank you so much for coming on and giving us the inside scoop. And, dude, we'll have you out to Dallas soon. You just stay safe. Yes. I know they're coming for oh, you. Yeah. I, I know that you're talking about this commander and stuff. I'm a big conspiracy person. I'm worried for your safety, TK. So definitely, <laughs> you know, mind your P's and Q's and, and you know, stay safe, my friend. Uh, thank you. And I appreciate you having me, Alex. Anytime, TK.
Thank you again, my friend. Wow. That was really wild. That was wild. It's wild to hear that kind of perspective. I don't know if I've ever heard it from that perspective. I know. And, he, and he was being in the middle, too. He I wasn't, know. Uh, hmm. you know, he wasn't, yeah. looked like he was not trying to play sides, which I respect. because yeah, you can respect it, that. It's easy to have, you know, your whole identity based on one political right. ideology. And that's how too many people are. And it makes me absolutely. I was literally reading this morning in the word that talked about how a nation divided cannot stand. It has to fall. And it's just very interesting how the polarization of this nation is causing this nation to crumble. It's just the saddest thing to me. Well, and you know, they divide us on purpose so that we're fighting each other so that we yeah. don't ever actually, you know, solve the problems that That's are right. causing us to fight. I know. <laughs> so it's actually, you know, really, really insane. But, uh, Hey, Alex, Yes, Jimmy. Yeah, so before we go on to the next guest, I have to tell you how I found Hannah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I really oh. don't care. Oh, but. it's a great story. It's a great story. If only they could show my face because I'm wearing oh, a shirt. Oh, Jimmy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we have to show your face? I just waterboarded you, Jimmy. <laughs> Are you going to show your face? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, here oh we go. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here we go. Praise the Lord in this house. So you didn't know this, but I'm actually a rapper too. I had a viral Chick-fil-A music No, I know video. it. I know it. You're it went re-viral, and Hannah was rapping along to yeah. me. And I know the audience, when they watch Primetime with Alex Stein, they say, I want to see JVT rap. So no, they play don't. the clip, baby. Let's go. Let's oh, go. my God. You had the clip ready? Praise the Lord in this house. Praise the Lord in this house. Where Christians go to eat six days a week. Praise the Lord. It's my pleasure. Yell it from the streets. Praise the Lord in the south. 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 Jimmy, what is this crap? Turn this shit off right now. Jimmy, what the hell? Turn this crap. Seriously, turn this crap off, Jimmy. I told you, this show is not a platform for you to come and show off all your gay ass TikToks. This is a straight heterosexual show and freaking I just spent the whole week waterboarding your dumb ass. Let me tell you something, Jimmy. Let me tell you something. Next time, zoom in on this. Zoom in on this, right? Fucking now. Oh my God, yes. This is a knife, Jimmy. Oh this is a knife. You want to see the strength of this knife? You want to see the strength of this knife? It'll cut through freaking anything. Ah! Ah! Jimmy, so next time you try to play your gay ass TikToks on my show, it's not going to end the same freaking way. All right, do you understand that? Okay. James. Why do you hate Chick fil A? Well, I, to be honest, um, I think their quality's gone downhill lately as of late. I, I don't think it's been as good. Their service has not been as good. Gary, the manager at the Lemon Avenue location, has been getting mad and real stingy with the sauces lately. So if they weren't so freaking gay about giving me extra freaking Chick-fil-A sauce, then I would support your gay-ass TikToks. But until then, until the manager changes their freaking dumbass mind and gives me more ranch dressing, then Chick-fil-A still sucks. Can I say something about that? No. Do you know no, that so many can't. people Please, thought I had a serious oh question? So many people had a serious question. Until I got that shirt in the mail, people thought that you were saying, praise the Lord and the sauce. Praise the Lord and the it's, sauce. It's See, I kind of like the this house. House. Lord and the sauce. So I created a merch house. line when the video went No, do not show your merch line. <laughs> Nobody's buying that merch. <laughs> Jimmy, like literally, I didn't know that you were this autistic when I hired you. I thought you had. <laughs> oh my God. I thought 
thought he had slight Hannah, autism. Hannah, make it be nice to I me. I didn't know you had full-blown mental retardation, which is fine, which I'm cool with that, which is you're blessed in the fact that I'll be here to help you and support you through life. But I just don't think you can produce a freaking show if all you're going to do is freaking show your lame-ass TikToks, all right? <laughs> So, Don't get that too close to me. You understand, Jimmy. This is a knife. This is not water. You hear? Good grief. And this cuts through the skin, Jimmy. Cuts through the skin. And guess what I do with your skin? I keep it, Jimmy. Okay. I keep your skin and I hold it. And I hold it in a little box and I put it <laughs> under my bed. And once it gets petrified, I eat it, Jimmy. No. And then I have part of your soul inside my body. Got some Jimmy so, jerky. So Alex, last Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy jerky. Jimmy jerky. Jimmy jerky. Jimmy jerky. Jimmy jerky. I gotta like the side of that Jimmy. Jerk. <laughs> well, just when you're talking about cutting me up, can you refer to me as JVT? That's oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. JVT, I'm gonna freaking gut you like yeah, a pig, you. JVT. How does that sound? You like being called JVT? Much Why better. slice Much up better. your cock? Much Is better. that what you like? No, I'm not Dylan Mulvaney. Gonna... Please don't cut off my wiener. Well, Dylan Mulvaney okay. still has their wiener. That's I want true. that known. That's it's true. called Hopefully a Barbie they don't make a, a, mold, a chocolate mold of it. Let's just pray that that doesn't happen. Well, actually, I would love a chocolate mold of Dylan Mulvaney's dick. Now I'm getting hungry. Oh, <laughs> what, what the hell? Please. That's not good. Just order Chick-fil-A. Now we're all hungry for Chick-fil-A. Well, all right, guys. I had a crazy morning this morning. I still got the knife, so I'll just put this up here in case I need it later to cut Jimmy open. But, um... I had a little candidate forum at the paper of record or some crap like that, the Dallas Morning News, they call themselves some you know, mainstream media, bull crap. So I went there for my candidate forum and because the mainstream media lies, they always you know, take you out of context. They can manipulate your own words into making you say something that you didn't even mean to say. So what I wanna do is as simple as having my cell phone there, film, the freaking candidate forum. They said, mm -hmm. no way, Jose. And then they had a freaking Hispanic dude look like he was part of the cartel or like an ex-cartel member or maybe his kid, his stepson became part of the cartel. Something about this guy had cartel vibes. And they got him to escort me out. So, JVT, run the tape. Now, this is the get Dallas Morning News. Hot newspaper in Dallas. Arguably one of the gayest newspapers in the country. Right, I'm Alex Stein. We're here at the Dallas Morning News headquarters. We're about to do the candidate forum for HBISD independence. Make sure to go vote. If you guys want a free sign, we got some free signs too. I'm going on Primetime 99. I'm a pimp on a blimp. Hey, I'm Ryan. Ryan! What's up, Ryan? What's your name? Alex Stein, Primetime 99. Pimp on a blimp. Mr. Alex, yeah, I'm gonna keep it on. No, you're for safety. Okay, let me excuse you then. What? What do you mean? Step out. Now he's trying to kick me out because I have my phone on. Yeah. There's no filming in that. Well, I'm going to film class. the meeting just it, for safety purposes. It's just funny There's how they say I can't building. film. They're filming. They have a camera in there. They have cameras in every single ounce of that <laughs> building. Really? Yes. And they're mad because I have my cell phone <laughs> and a selfie stick. Oh. Look, so look how scared Wait, they are. So look how quick Listen, they put their laptops up and walk out like scared little baby back Look at the fake news media scared to do an interview because I have a cell phone camera. They're not even in their own offices. But then I get really upset right here. Now my heart's racing. you guys. I mean, y'all won't conduct an interview because I want to record it. You guys have cameras here. 
No. Yeah, no, I'm here to do an interview. Because the fake news media, they can't yeah, ever be put on blast. You know, if I had a recording well, of so this. So this is what it is. But I want to fix your glasses. So I know, they were tilted. I know, so you noticed that too. You noticed that too. I think I have misshapen ears from the dog bite. Oh, you know what I do too? That's probably our problem. You want to hear me? They don't want to hear what I have to say. Now, this is when the guy, this is when the ex-cartel guy grabs me. Allegedly ex-cartel. They were dying laughing. And see, that's another thing they don't get is they don't realize I'm acting cringe, I'm acting insane. Here, this is right. Jackie, what are you going to do about it? Quit touching me. I'm not touching you. I'm not going to elevator with you guys. But see, they don't realize I am trying to be funny. I know I'm yelling and screaming and causing a scene, but I'm trying to be goofy. That's why I'm saying I'm a pimp on a blimp because all they do is lie. So I feel like I need to mock them. I need to be like goofy. I get it. I mean, I fully understand. You're captivating me right now. He sent me this clip and I didn't get to watch it because of my phone. It's doing re really well. It's got nearly uh, 300,000 views. Is it really already? Yeah, on Twitter. So it's doing really well on Twitter. Hot dog. So guys, that was my day at uh, the Dallas Morning News. And I'll be honest, uh, I think they opened up Pandora's box. Because now I can even troll them harder and go after them even more. I don't know what they're going to write about me. Because yeah. you know they're going to write. It has to be something wild. Do you think they're still going to endorse me as, the, as their choice? You know what? If they do, it would be their own joke on you. Could you imagine if they actually endorse me? Obviously, they're not because they're a bunch of weird lunatics. And it is like the <laughs> gayest magazine. You have to mandatorily have gay sex to work there. I think, allegedly. I don't I know if that's see. true. I don't know if that's true, but I've just heard stuff. <laughs> Part of the requirements? I've just heard stuff. And, and when I saw there was a lot of lube, and I was looking around. <laughs> I saw there's like empty lube bottles all around. I was like, dude, why, why is there an empty lube bottle? He's like, oh, we just have a lot of anal sex. And I was like, you all have that much anal sex? He's like, actually, yeah. I mean, not too much. More than you'd expect for a news corporation. Ugh. But, yeah, just the right amount of, of anal butt sex is what he's nice. saying. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Mom, I am so sorry. <laughs> what? Don't apologize. And let's ask your mom, because, you know, I've always wondered this, too. We know that a couple, you could have an OnlyFans, you could send pictures of yourself naked to your husband. Yes. What about anal? Can a Christian person have anal sex, or is that wrong? Oh, my gosh. I think that is between you and your spouse. That's what I'm saying, but with a spouse, that's not... If you guys think it's fine, I think that... But doesn't it say it not, to, not to do that Where? hole? Well, I don't know. In the Bible, is there specific about holes? I don't know. I'd like, I always it talks, look... it talks about homosexuality, but it doesn't necessarily talk about holes, I don't think. <laughs> well, I just want to know which is the right hole and the wrong hole, because I'm just <laughs> telling you, I mean, I don't want to stick it in the wrong one and just burn in hell for eternity. I mean, all I'm trying to do is just have sex with my wife and her boyfriend. I mean, it's not that... <laughs> Complicated. So, all right, let's get to our next oh, guest. God. His name is Kenny Shu. He's the author of An Inconvenient Minority and a strong critic of the anti-Asian college admission practices. He's a frequent guest on my biological father's show, Tucker Carlson, and he's just another pimp on a blimp. Kenny, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I see the resemblance to Tucker Carlson. Thanks. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Kenny. Okay, so tell me this. You just saw, uh, I think his name was Bradley, the guy that started Cash App. I saw you tweet about it. He was a, a, a white Silicon Valley tech executive, I guess you'd call him an executive. I'm not sure what his proper title was because he started it. And he was stabbed to death in San Francisco, a place with one of the, probably the highest Asian uh, populations in America. So why, why do you think this happened in a place like San Francisco? Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe there's high crime in San Francisco as a result of progressive crime policies. I have no idea, you know, maybe it has to do with the fact that, you know, for 40 years that city has been in decline and, you know, put its hippie values upon the entire system. 
And now you have 43-year-old white middle-class people getting stabbed and killed in the city. Um, this is what you get in California now. This is why California is one of the places that's where everybody is leaving. Yeah, you know, I always say this whenever I get a really good guess on, I'm like, oh, I should have played this clip. But there's a viral clip of a guy that was ranked number one in his class. He had a 5.14 GPA, and he made a TikTok of him applying to every single Ivy League college. And he didn't get in because they're basically insinuating because he's a white cis male. And then you have Mindy Kaling's brother who lied about being black in order to get into medical school. So tell me, what is going on with this college admissions? Is it really bad to be white or Asian when you apply to a college? Yeah, I know. I know Mindy Kaling's brother, actually, too. Um, yeah. And he pretended to be black to get into medical school. And he did. He succeeded. Yeah. They were questioning him constantly about how brown his skin was. Oh, wait, slow down. So I got to cut you off. No one here to say you're telling me once he got into school, they, they questioned him after the fact. No, no, no. In the application. In the application. Oh, like so he saying, got pressed in the application. Are you really Ethiopian? That's what they were saying. Are you really Ethiopian? That's what their question was to him. Well, is it that kind of racist? I mean, well, he's not the right shade of black. I mean, what is, I mean, is Ethiopians African? I mean, how, why is that not black? Is that what they're trying well, because to they, they were doubting. They were doubting that he actually was black, even though he put black in his application. Wow. And, and Mindy Kaling, you know, she's obviously the biggest social justice warrior. I don't think she gets along with her brother. So what was that? Just personally, what you know, and what was the backlash that you've heard from uh, Mindy and her brother having that? Because it was one of the biggest stories at the time. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know much about the family drama, to be honest. Um, but I know that race is used extensively in the admissions process. That's the subject of my book, An Inconvenient Minority, which is about this Asian, how Asians are really inconveniencing the left and their narrative on race right now and how they're now treated as the privileged class uh, in the college admissions process, which is so absurd. But that's what's happening in our country right now. Well, to be fair, though, Kenny, let's be real. I feel like Asians of all the minorities are the most successful. So are you surprised that they go after him because Asians are so successful in America? Yeah, but you should understand the way the left uses privilege. They use it as a derogatory, as a pejorative. They're, they're basically yeah. saying Asians didn't get their success by hard work. They, didn't, they don't deserve their success. They should be discriminated against, wow. basically, is the idea. Um, and that's 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 the that's the wrong way of looking at it, because, yes, Asians are successful in our country. But you know why they study twice as many hours as the average American? They have stronger two parent family structures. It has nothing to do with their so-called privilege. They're literally arriving in the United States in boats. OK, they're not successful because of privilege. They're successful because of hard work and people need to learn to make that distinction. No, and you made a really good point. I mean, it's the denuclearization, it's a hard yes, word to say, I was say that. of the family. And I don't know, uh, my guest, Hannah, she's a, a Christian conservative content creator. She's great. She has a family and she's a great mom. But that's what I think. It doesn't matter if it's a black community, Hispanic community, Asian community, white community. If you're born in a broken home without parents, you're more than likely going to be a felon or drop out of school. So I think it's the nature versus nurture. We're not giving enough young kids nurture. So do you agree with that? Or do you think it's a, a why is the system failing so many people? Well, first of all, 75% of black kids are born out of wedlock. That's a fact. It's a really sad fact. When you were born out of wedlock, where you don't have a father present in the home, it's going to cause all sorts of anxieties. Uh, it leads to a greatly higher poverty rate, greatly higher crime rate, lower education rates, because you don't have somebody supporting what's being taught you in school. So I have I don't blame anybody. I don't blame any race for what's going on. But we have to have some straight talk here. This is not 
the reason why black Americans are not achieving at the same level as Asian Americans or white Americans in our education system is not because of racism. It's because of family structure and it's because of, you know, behaviors that are passed down over time. Well, but you see a lot of these attacks and, and oftentimes it's an, a black guy on an Asian person. And so tell me about why doesn't the media ever talk about the black on Asian crime that's happening all over America? Because the media tried to make a whole thing about how white supremacy is, you know, attacking Asians. They want to lump Asians in in the victim narrative when it's convenient for them, when it wins them votes, such as, you know, when that Atlanta shooter who was white shot um, six Asian people at the Atlanta spa. He also shot a Hispanic person and a white person. But the media didn't talk about that. They wanted to make Asians the victim of white violence because in their mind, they believe the idea that the white man is, you know, the worst creature in the world. Asians are slightly below. And then we, you know, we need to go down the racial intersectional hierarchy until we get to the most oppressed classes. Well, what do you think is going to happen with the Russia and Ukraine situation? Do you foresee a World War III happening in your opinion? <laughs> this is far out of my, this is far out of my. I know, but, but I mean, I think China and Russia, I mean, geopolitically, I mean, I, I think the Asian countries are going to be involved. So what do you think? That, I mean, do, I, I, I feel the, like they would be smart enough not to get involved. Sorry, kidding. I think the big thing people have to watch out for is if China invades Taiwan. If China invades Taiwan, that could set the stage for World War III. And for serious. the idiots playing at home, why is that such a big deal? Because Taiwan wants their autonomy, and, and but they are always still a part of China. Explain why that conflict is to an idiot like me. Well, Taiwan is not part of China. Taiwan is its own independent country. But China believes that Taiwan is part of China. The CCP wants to regain control of Taiwan because historically what happened was the CCP took over China in the 50s under Mao, and the losing side... Uh, the nationalists fled to Taiwan. So China still sees Taiwan as their property. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. That's why they're so uh, adamant about it. Well, do you think that's going to happen? Do you think they will invade Taiwan? I have no idea. That That's the big wild card here. If they invade Taiwan, uh, not only it's going to mess us up geopolitically, America, because America is influential over Taiwan. Taiwan and America, we generally like each other. But it's going to influence us economically because Taiwan produces so many of our semiconductors, so many of our silicon chips. Uh, that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, I think that's kind of like the understatement. I mean, it's just going to be the biggest deal. But yeah, what about to the people that say, oh, well, we, we rely on each other so much economically that it'll be just more of a cold war than an actual war. What do you say to those people? We do. We do. I mean, China holds so much of our debt. You know, that, that's a big thing. And that, that's one of the reasons why I think we're not going to go to war because, you know, China does hold other debt and they want us to pay back our debt. But if they go to war with us, then we're not going to pay our debt back to them. Right. Um, but, yeah, we run an enormous trade deficit with China. And that is part of the uh, calculations here. Well, Kenny, so tell me, what is your I always ask the guests. I know this would be different. But so uh, as an author, uh, how's your love life? Are you married? You're single? Uh, are you looking? Oh, well, I'm single. I'm looking, you know. But it's hard to date. Are you on the social? Oh, are you on the? Are you on the apps, dude? The dating apps are oh, terrible. I refuse. Kenny needs to find his Barbie. That's we, need, what I'm we need to find Kenny a Barbie. Kenny's a very well-spoken, yeah. smart yeah, man. He's so you, smart. You know he's gonna so, have some so babe. Great. So, but I'm saying, do you ever kind of with the chick? You ever like go on a date and you kind of bring up this book? Say, oh, well, I'm an author because listen, the biggest panty dropper is being an author. I know that. <laughs> I know because uh, because every, you know everybody loves people that can write. I can't write. You know, I only read at a sixth grade level and I'm actually, uh, I was telling Hannah, I was bit uh, when my skull was forming as a baby. And so I still have 
slight issues with uh, memorization and impulsivity. So it's hard <laughs> for me to date, and I would love to be an author like you, Kenny, but I'll never have the intelligence or the stamina or probably the boyish good looks that you have, but I still <laughs> somehow get laid, and I, and I just would like to know, you know, what is your secret? Oh, you have a you have a different kind of charisma, Alex. Don't worry about that. Oh, how nice. <laughs> well, I appreciate so that. Nice. I oh, that is that. that's like the nicest thing somebody said to See, me. See, he's nice, he's smart, he's attractive, and he's an author. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna do very well in the lady department, my my Kenny, friend. Kenny's gonna be a great dad. Okay, what about this? Well, I'll just I'll just say one thing for all all the Asian men listening to this this channel over here. Don't settle. Just don't, don't settle. That's right. Yeah, you don't settle. Lot, you go, Kenny. You got a lot going for you. You work hard. You have good family values. You have a lot going for you. So read my book, An Inconvenient Minority, if you want to know more. But don't settle. Right. Okay, and then this is before we let you go. I want to talk about this too. Is even though the NBA is now basically owned by China, why aren't there more good Chinese basketball players? I think we had Jeremy Lin. I'm saying no because when you see those you see those videos of like the Chinese students and they're dribbling basketballs, and then they show our little kids are like you know learning the trans flag how to color that. I'm saying why aren't there? And the Chinese are so disciplined. Why aren't there more good Chinese basketball players in your opinion? Um, there are. But, you know, sports is something that you have to invest a lot of time and money in. And America just does it way better than the rest of the countries in the world. Like we're winning all the Olympic Games for a reason because we put a ton of money into it, a ton of effort. Uh, that's part of my book. That's part of actually the point that I'm making is that some cultures prioritize different things. Yeah, a lot of Asians prioritize math. That's why we're really good at math because we study really hard. A lot of people prioritize sports. That's why they're really good at sports. So why are we trying to enforce equal outcomes in literally everything when everybody has different cultures with different priorities? Wow, Kenny, you so just smart. nailed it, dude. That was very so much brilliant. Common sense. I mean, that's basically common sense. So, it Hannah, really before we let him go, what do you want to ask Kenny? You got anything for him? Kenny, I, I'm really impressed by everything. Where can people buy your book? Just pretty much anywhere? Yeah, anywhere. Uh, go get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Uh, Target. Wherever books are sold. Nice. Hey, I've actually got a question. Oh now. my gosh, my Jimmy! What, dude? I got the knife right here. What are you gonna ask, Kenny? Can I'm about to. Kenny, you went to Davidson? Yeah. Yeah, you went okay. to Davidson. Nobody gives a shit. What? Is that, are you going to no, talk no, about how you went to no, Princeton? No, are you going to talk about how there's Asian guys at Princeton? <laughs> Ooh, was there Asian? Did you have Asian classmates in Princeton? Is that what you're going to say? What the hell are you going to no, say? No, no, I'm just saying that uh, it was between Princeton and Davidson on my official visits, and Davidson was the best weekend of my life. They had Machine Gun Kelly playing. Oh, my God. Machine Gun Kelly worships Satan into his bloodletting. It was Drinks his blood. Drinks his blood, and you're over here talking about machine gun. Jimmy, how dumb are you? We're trying to do a show, and you're over here fangirling for Machine Gun Kelly, who well, literally Davidson. drinks his own blood and urine. I want to give oh. some love for Davidson because I had a great time on my official visit. I I I, uh, I made out with three girls who uh, were trying to get me to. <laughs> those go weren't there. girls. Those were trannies. You're well, gay. Probably. You are gay, and you were drunk. Just admit it. <laughs> it was a great official visit. That's all I'm saying. I'm a big Kitty, fan, tell Davidson. Okay. You had a great time. Please, Kenny, before you go, tell tell Jimmy that those were boys that uh, that he was making out with. Oh they were gosh. that Davidson has one of the highest transgender populations of any college. Is that correct? 
maybe now, but back then. All right, that's maybe a good now. answer. All right, let him go. Bye, Kitty. <laughs> maybe now. That's a correct answer. I love you, Kitty. We're going to have you on again. Do not show Jimmy. I'm done showing Jimmy. Show Kitty if you're going to show anybody. Show, the, please. Thank you. For the love of God. Thank you. I'm having anxiety. I'm having a panic attack. Ooh. I got a knife. I'm sweating, Kitty. I apologize. I have a bunch of mental health issues, so you're just going to have to forgive me for some of yes, the... Yes, we uh, apologize in advance. Some of the transgressions. I appreciate you doing that. So, Kenny, we can get your book on Amazon. We can, And, and you know what I'm going to do? Any single ladies, you want to go on a date yep. with Kenny, just email me. Pimponablimp99. Hashtag findkennyhisbarbie. At gmail.com. We're going to find... Make this trending. Find Kenny... His Barbie. His Barbie. Mm. Bye, Kenny. God See bless ya. you. All right. Good seeing you all. Bye. Wow, what an interview, Jimmy. You had to come here and make it about your gay-ass college, <laughs> like usual. Jimmy. Ooh, big surprise. JVT, we got to do it right. Oh, JVT, right. sorry. We have, because you know what? Honestly, if I was JVT, I probably wouldn't want people to know my real identity either. But oh, what he doesn't realize is I get doxxed every day by Antifa, and I know that uh, JVT is on that list. And they probably circle around your apartment all the time. You oh, probably wow. don't even know it. And, uh, yeah, you probably want to buy a bigger, stronger gun if you don't have one. Get uh, one of those door stoppers that you put against the floor and then up at, like, on the Does little handle. I think so. That's what my mother-in-law tells me. Well, I have a panic room that I go to in my house. And oh, uh, wow. it's, a, like, I have just so much ra top ramen noodles. I could live in my panic room forever. And oh, That's so fun. And we have, uh, we have like, uh, I go and I... This is just, you know, I'm a little bit of a prepper, so like I go to my favorite OnlyFans and I'll print out pictures of it mm -hmm. because we're not going to have the internet in the future. Mm, right. So I can just go back and I can look at the physical papers. And the only problem is they stick together. <laughs> if you, if you, yeah, you oh know my what I mean? God. It happens. It happens. It happens. Somebody give me a bucket. And this has been a crazy show, all right? Uh, that's just that's all I want to say. And we want to say that. Some of the views and statements that I say are not endorsed by Hannah. So just remember yeah. that we are different people. I know the people are watching and say, oh, Alex asked the Christian about, does she do anal? She said, yes. She said she loves it. <laughs> I and did it, not. Well, yeah. I mean, This is a fake news show if you're going to go on and say that. Well, you didn't say you hated it. So for me, <laughs> for me, that means you like it. Then I trust me, as a guy that's done a lot of anal, oh, I know. Grief. If you don't immediately cringe and your butthole gets tight, <laughs> you love anal. You love it. You want to do it all the time. And that's it's cool because you're married and, and you can't have a baby that way and you don't need contraceptive. So it's kind of like, um, oh my uh, gosh. it's kind of like the Lord's condom in hey, a way. There right? it is right there. Lord's condom? In a way because you oh, still get to have Alex. sex without Anyways, having the baby. Look there. If y'all want to connect with me, you can connect with Please me. Please go connect with Hannah. It's Hannah. I'm Cruz. not going to talk about that stuff. No, It's very gonna... family friendly. I make that very clear in my mind. Well, bio. this show is actually directed towards children. This is a children's show. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with that, but uh, for all the children that are watching this show remember you can go and support hannah by going to instagram going to her tiktok and show her some love and tell her that alex Center and do not make any anal jokes nothing about Please anal don't. sex Please don't. nothing about how much she likes it and how she didn't defend it and say it was gross and how she didn't like immediately get turned off and discuss it and leave she kind of oh stayed my Talked about how it's okay as long as you're married. Do not say any of that. Do not no, mention please. that. Leave that off the post. If you're going to say anything, say something positive. Say something that is going to reinforce positive stereotypes and not negative stereotypes. Because, Hannah, like I said, you're the first woman here that doesn't exclusively sell her vagina on the internet. So it's just, oh, well, I, I, I take that.
that as a compliment. Well, Lila Hart doesn't do. sell her vagina. We actually had uh, other guests, but most of our guests, the women, they sell pictures of their butthole. And that's stopping. Oh, that's done. Lord. This is not the butthole show anymore. You're not going to be able to sell your trinkets and sell your titties for $5.99 a month. Not anymore. Primetime 99, we're going to take down OnlyFans. So if you want to sell your titties for $5.99, not around primetime Alex Stein. I'm going to put an ad blocker on your phone. I'm going to disconnect your AT&T wireless bill. You will not be able to upload your pussy anywhere around me, young ladies. And that's a fact. And that's to protect the young kids. The kids that, oh, oh, I see a hot, you know, babe showing her vagina. Maybe I want to show mine. No <laughs> vaginal exposure, exposure, nothing. Cover your vagina fully. Cover your nips 100%. No areolas poking out. Nothing. None of that. No. That sound right? I mean, in, in, in so many words, yes. <sighs> Hannah Cruz. She doesn't hate anal. She doesn't necessarily love it. She's kind of indifferent about it. All right, guys, we end the show the same way every time with a freestyle finale. But Woo! guess what? Our camera's down, so we have to I know. To I didn't down. realize that so we have, had We this. have the camera here, so we're up here. Okay. Oh shoot, I need the mic. I need the mic. Oh my god, I need the mic. What and mic? I don't even hear any music. I don't even know if we have music. It doesn't matter. Just lay down. Lay down. Okay. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. Do I look there? Yes, look okay. there. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our show. It's time to go. Hannah is so hot. She doesn't smoke pot. She does a little anal on the side, but she doesn't have anal pride. That's okay. It's okay, as long as you're not having it the gay way. Anal sex is cool with your husband. Do it all day, but not if you're gay. All right, I love you guys. I'm Primetime 99 Alexander. Thank you for watching. Make sure to go follow Hannah. She's a real pin on a blimp, too. I love you guys. Good night.